You're now rocking with the Mainline Podcast, your source for entertainment, culture, travel, sports, and entrepreneurship. And now your host, me, Maine. What's up, world, and welcome to another edition of the Mainline Podcast. I'm your host, Maine, and today I'm excited to bring such an established artist based out of the UK to the show. He has been providing sounds to get you moving and grooving for over a decade now. So without further ado, please welcome Larizzle to the Mainline Podcast. What's going on, my <laughs> Thanks brother? Thanks for having me, Maine. I appreciate it, sir. No doubt, no doubt. How's it going with you? Yeah, good. I'm I'm um I'm happier now that it's it's getting a bit a little less colder than it has been the past few days. Um the sun was out today, which is really nice in London. Ooh, um nice. and I, I've just seen the weather forecast that it's actually gonna rise up into like fourteen degrees this week. And it's like it's yeah, it's 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 very, very exciting because you don't usually get it this this warm in February. Yeah, not at all. Especially because last week it was it was snowing. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I feel great. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I know we, we kind of switched, uh, switched shifts because in America here we have a winter, winter storm, you know, in Texas, it's snowing in Texas Ooh. right now. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's awesome, man. So I, I, I lived in, in, in the UK. I was, um, working out there outside of Cambridge, uh, in Barry St. Edmonds and for the last 40 years. So I just moved back. But um, it's crazy because I found you. My wife, she's uh, you know, she's she's Mozambican, so she uh, she put okay. me on game, and she was like, "Man, you need to listen to this guy on, on YouTube." I'm like, "Okay," you know, I just oh, wow. got into the Afrobeat scene. I didn't even know anything about it. So, kudos to my wife Linda. She uh, she definitely put me on the scene, and, and the first person she threw me to was was one of your one of your mixes that you did. Uh, so. My pleasure. My my absolute pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad you both like the mix. Um can I ask which one in particular was it out yeah. of interest? Yeah, so I started off with the uh she started off with the Serato because she actually wanted to learn how to DJ. So it was okay. the Serato mix and I was like I was hooked after that. So then I went on a rabbit hole and and started going to your podcast. Um, I think you had podcast up on, on Spotify or Apple Music at the time. And I yeah. just went on a, a a huge rabbit hole just following, you know, seeing what you were doing. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no Thank doubt, you. No doubt. So uh so who was your who was your musical well well tell us tell us who are you? What what is what's your story? Um so as you said, I'm Larizzo, um also known as DJ Larizzo. Um, I'm a DJ and music producer based in London, uh, but I'm of Ghanaian heritage. Both my mum and dad are from Ghana originally, um, and they migrated here to London um, back in the in the sixties, seventies, I believe. Mm. Um, and they didn't have me until well, until late, until mid eighties. Um, so I was born here. Born in London, um, spent some time um, early schooling and nursery, etc. And I went back to Ghana. I spent some time with my grandparents over there, um, and that's when I'd say my first encounter with music um, really came through. And you'd think it would have been Ghanaian traditional music that hooked me, but it actually wasn't. It was Michael Jackson. Really? <laughs> um, 
he was my first musical influence. And because my grandpa, he's, um, he was a, God rest his soul, he was a police chief in, in the capital, Accra. Um, but he was also a chief of his, his village, which was a few hours away. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, he was a, a, person, a person of importance. Um, and every time I went to the village with him, I'd, I'd, you know, I remember um, all the local village kids would, um, would, would sort of come and gather around and I'll do these um, Michael Jackson performances for them. <laughs> and I'd, you know, be proper mimicking him with my pencil and my mic and, and doing all the dance moves and everything else. Um, and I'd say that was, yeah, that's where my love for music began. Um, and going on through the years, um, growing up, I came back to London, grew up in London. Um, and it wasn't until I started university that I actually began DJing. Um, I studied biomedical science at the University of Surrey, which is in Guildford, um, not too far away from London, about 40 minutes away from, from London. Um, and it wasn't until, uh, I think it was my second year. That's when I started. I was essentially a bedroom DJ and I, uh, <laughs> I'd linked up with these, um, these DJs that were playing at the, you know, the student union at yeah. the time, um, for, for the ACS, which is the Afro-Caribbean society. So they did a lot of, um, uh, club events and things and, and, and had um, guest speakers come down and stuff, you know, promoting the diaspora and, and the Caribbean as well. And and there's the club nights they were doing and these DJs were playing and the way they held down the crowd and the tracks were play, they were playing, was, that was when I was hooked. And I, I essentially befriended these DJs um, and they kindly let me, you know, go to their dorm room and use their, their DJ equipment to practice so that's when it started. This was back in, say, 2004. Mm. Um, and then from then, I was practicing, and I'd say I became a professional DJ, as it were, by probably around 2006. And that's when I was um, playing a regular night at the university, but also getting uh, some gigs in London, in central London, in the West End. Um, and then that's it major. sort of began taking from there. That's major right there. Um, and the music production side, which is very recent, actually, that started uh, last year uh, during lockdown. Um, and sadly, also because it was it was around the time I had lost my daughter as well, um, who sadly passed away. Um, she she was also an inspiration because she loved music. You know, she's only two years old, but she she loved and enjoyed music as well, and. Um, it was because of, because of her, I set up my record label called Lara Records, which is in her honor. Um, and, and I've started producing and, and I've, I've released three tracks now. So, Jamming. so that's, that's sort of a brief summary of the story. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I found, you know, you know, I got you subscribed on my, my Apple. So I get the notifications and everything. And I know that I'm a, I'm a play and I'm a chill. And then this last one, the, the okay. piano. Uh, which is what I I started the uh, the podcast with. Uh, just the vibes, it's um, such a great vibes that that you that you provide. And so, um, who is your musical influence? Like, how did you get into the um, to the Afrobeat scene or the Afro house scene? I should say. Um, Afrobeats. Um, I really liked my 
terms of Afrobeat, I'd say hip life and high life, which are subgenres of um, which are essentially Ghanaian music genres. Mm. And artists like um, Daddy Lumba, um, Kwabana Kwabana, um, who did these genres of music. And that, that those are my, um, well, that's the music I liked from Africa first, as it were. And it's because um, when I was over here, my parents would go to a lot of these hall parties with family and friends, and obviously this music would be blaring. And so that's how I was sort of exposed to it. And I really enjoyed that. But I like the Nigerian artists as well, Fela Kuti, yeah. um, who, you know, he, he, he is just one of like one of the major players of, Godfather. of our history of African music, the Godfather, if you will. Yeah. Um, really liked his stuff. Um, and then it, in terms of sort of Afro house, it was a bit more recent. Um, I remember it's 2008 when I heard my first ever uh, Black Coffee record called Turn Me Up featuring Busey. Mm. And that song blew up over here in the UK. Because um, that was around the time we had a subgenre of, of house music called UK Funky. Uh-huh. And, and um, with UK Funky, you know, that was a genre in itself, but it was very close to like Afro house, tribal house, etc. So that's how I was then exposed to that sound. And I was like, wow, you know, I really, I really like this. Um, and from then on, uh, all my DJ sets are being incorporated in Afro house, um, funky house, uh, um, as well as the other genres I play, which is R&B, hip hop, dance hall, um, Afro beats, core. Um, yeah, so that's my, those are my early, early musical experiences and influences, if you will. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and with the scene, so when I left, uh, the UK, um, last year, the, the big take, it seemed like, you know, Afro music was taking over not only just the UK, but just the world, uh, the acceptance yeah. with it. Um, is that something that's, you know helping you with your with your new record label and with with what you're dropping because of such of the 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 acceptance that it is now mainstream yeah yeah definitely and i'd say that as part of my earlier djing career i was really helping to sort of promote that mm. um i started you know playing with my my acs playing for the acs at my university and stuff and they were obviously very pro africa pro caribbean music mm. and stuff and um, I remember when I first started getting my international gigs uh, and I was going to Ayanapa um, almost yearly every summer. Ayanapa um, is in Cyprus. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I go there yearly and mainly it was um, house music uh, or sort of UK grime music that was sort of big over there in the summer, especially in the summer months because a lot of UK people would go over there for holidays, yep. et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I was one of the very few that was really sort of promoting Afrobeat music at that time. Um, this was 2009, 2010 period. And and then from there, I'd always be promoting, always be trying to test the crowd with this sound to see if they like it. And, yeah. and um, you know, they didn't all like it, but, um, you know, quite a few did. Um, and I'd say that's what helped me start to build up my following. And when it came to starting making music, it was only right that I, you know, obviously incorporate that into the label and into the, the music I release. Exactly. 
Yeah. That's 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 awesome. And I know, <clears throat> like you said, in, in Cyprus, that's a big holiday spot. Ibiza. Um, yeah. It was started, and I think I went to Ibiza in 2016, and and it was starting to slowly, slowly come, uh, come over yeah. to there as well. Um, but it was nothing yeah. like like London. Like uh, I remember going to uh, what was that club? Uh, Revolution, I think it was leading leading hall, okay, hall, something like that. Leading hall, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it was it was big. It was like, man, what is this? And this is before I met my yeah. wife, so I'm like, man, this is the beat is moving, and everybody was was in it. But this is uh, this next question is kind of transition. It's kind of a, a life music uh, question, but you know, my friends yeah. that came down to London Carnival in 2019, I believe. And they were all yep. fascinated. You know, we're all, you know, African-Americans and, you know, we're coming out to London and they were just fascinated by the the way that the community, the Afro-Caribbean community in, in the UK is. Um, does that play mm-hmm. a big part in um, just the, the unity uh, that we saw? Maybe it's a facade, but we saw that it was a lot of unity um, within the Afro-Caribbean community. Uh, how do you, how do you, How does that play with you? Yeah, I think there's a it's it's, it's definitely not a facade. It's a, it's a big there's a big unity. Um, I feel like the unity is growing and it's starting to transcend as beyond um, Africans and Caribbeans. You know, people of all um, demographic backgrounds are you know enjoying the sound and are um, really for the sound and only come out and and come out to support you know African music club nights etc. But because there's a high demographic of Africans in London anyway, mm-hmm. um, that 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 helps it all. Um, that, that that definitely helps it all. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a big um, a big unity in London, um, and that's helped me along my career as well because um, the African promoters have you know sort of exposed me to the big demographic of Africans within London. And that's, you know, what's helped sort of build my following over the years as well. Definitely. I mean, well, you had, mm-hmm. you, you had help because, uh, you know, doing my Googles, you're working with yeah. BBC radio, uh, one extra, yeah. you know, you had the Serato playlist on YouTube, your podcast following, which I think last I checked, you, you almost had like a, almost a thousand subscribers and stuff like that. So, um, you're doing yeah. you're doing big things, but how is uh how is the mainstream Larizzo? Um, how does that how does that uh how is that working out right now? Well, in terms of music releases, uh, just yeah, just with music mean, oh. yeah, being you know having your you know your I'm a play, uh, which we're gonna get into in, in in depth in a little bit, but um, yeah, yeah, but getting on those BBC radios, uh, which is to me was it sounded like it was hard to get on to that. Yeah, I mean, with the first release, I'm a play. Um, I had very little expectations because I'm very new to the scene. I, I've never released music before, although I have a DJ following. I don't have a, you know, uh, uh, an artistic music production following, if you will. So I was starting from ground zero, and I just thought, you know what? Let's just let's just test the waters and and try and utilize all my contacts I've acquired through DJing with um, like fellow DJs that I know on radio and et cetera. Um, and I essentially just pushed it out to them. And yeah, I was very lucky for, for that first release that I got 
um, a Radio 1, a BBC Radio 1 play. Well, I've got a couple of BBC Radio 1 play, plays um, as well as BBC Radio 1 Extra plays and um, BBC Radio London as well, who, who really featured the track, actually, and they got me down to do a, a little guest mix for them as well with um, some of my uh, other productions, which I hadn't released yet, which I, which I have now. Um, which was nice, um, and you know, supported by Kiss FM as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, I've got to thank all the DJs that have been, you know, supporting my early journey within the music production as well. As um, if it wasn't for them, obviously, I wouldn't have got the place that I have. Um, so I've got to say thanks to um, Jeremiah Asiyama from BBC Radio One, um, from Jules uh, to Jules. He's a good friend of mine, actually. We actually went to the same university. Right. Um, he, he's also a producer as well um, and doing very well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, so I've, got, I've got to thank him, DJ Pioneer from KISS as well, um, and all the other DJs that have, have helped, um, helped helped this early journey for me. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And with, 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 lock, with lockdown, you know, I, I don't know what Boris is. I think you guys are, are almost gonna re-enter or get out of lockdown for a little bit i think i was reading last i still get the uk news so i read everyone yeah so i think the date we've been given is march the 8th now that will come out of this main lockdown and maybe go back to this tiered system that they Mm. they were doing earlier so we may be allowed to meet um friends in the park soon which would be nice (laughs) (laughs) hopefully hopefully hopefully. do you think um because um The big things when I was there was the, you know, the the hip hop brunches or, you know, the Afro brunches, um, the, yeah. the the Saturday night clubs, the warehouse vibes. Is that something that you're yeah. looking forward to, you know, not only you know DJing, but being an artist and actually, you know, getting that music out into that scene. So people so you can see and feel the reaction of people outside. Listening exactly. To exactly. That's that's one thing I really can't wait for. I mean, the live streams are all good and well, but you can never gauge a reaction via, you know, messages that are coming through or whatever. Okay. Um, so it'd be great to just be back in the club scene again and just, you know, playing my production and seeing firsthand what the reactions are like. Um, I remember when we came out briefly out of lockdown last year around August time, there was um, there was a brunch um, I was I was booked to play at, which was in in Essex, which is just outside of London, mm-hmm. um, like an outdoor hotel venue. So that was everyone was social distanced or whatever. And and I, I tested out this this was I'm a I tested out I'm a play. Mm-hmm. This was before I'd released it, um, and I was just shocked at the reaction. You know, people were coming over saying. Hey, this track, what is it? It's not uh, my Shazam's not working. It's not coming up. <laughs> it's not been released yet. But thanks, this is this is my track, and I, whoa, really? It's so good, and it's it it really nice to to get that. Um, and that was just a snippet. So I'm I'm really hoping to, you know, test it on a bigger scale when if we get back to a form of clubbing normality. Yeah, <laughs> with the vaccine rolling out, hopefully it's. Uh, Sooner than later, you know, because yeah, I, I definitely yeah. want the world to to open back up because I I miss getting on a plane and traveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too, that too. And, and and you know, speaking of traveling, I've I've seen you've played in in major cities, uh, Berlin, you know, of course, all over the UK, Dubai. Mm. Like that's 
those are some crazy venues. So getting back out there and not only just DJing, but getting your music out into those spots, man, how, how, how motivated yeah. and excited are you about that? Uh, very excited. Very excited. Um, like one of the, the spots I go back to quite regularly is Germany. I play there um, like at least twice a year. And um, last year was the first time I can go. And I was just a real, a real bummer because um, I have quite a nice following over there as well. Um, typically in a, in a city called Leipzig. Mm. Um, yeah. So I really can't wait to go there first and, and you know, play my tracks with them and, and, and gauge their reaction and, and all of that. So, yeah, I can't wait. Definitely. Oh, wait. And how how was, <laughs> how was Dubai? Because I, I mean, I do I do know there's a lot of uh, you know African nationals that do live in Dubai. Yeah, um, yeah. How, how is that the crowd out there? Are there are there locals that go to your gigs? Or yeah, so in Dubai, um, Dubai actually, I met a load of Americans when I went there, oh. which is very very cool. Um, and you've got. I don't really see many of the local nationals at the parties. Mm-hmm. I saw people from America, a few from the UK, uh, from Europe. Um, just a, just a, a, a nice mix of people. Because uh, the nights that I was playing at were mainly, well, there were, there were urban nights. So you got a bit of Afrobeat, a bit of hip-hop, R&B, mm-hmm. um, house music. Etc. Um, so just I just met a wide range of people, um, a lot of Afro Caribbeans as well, and a lot of people that have generally just moved to to live and work in Dubai because of you know no tax or anything like that over there. So, and I actually met someone um, like an old acquaintance of mine that I hadn't seen in years, and turns out he'd moved to Dubai to live and work. Oh, you know, so it's it's quite a common thing that people are people are doing um yeah i can't wait i can't yeah definitely want to go there again that's awesome awesome. in fact i'm meant to go there um later this year but i'm hoping it will still go ahead it's a it's a a friend's wedding oh i'm playing at um i'm hoping that's still going ahead um because this lockdown has I think that they brought this new system in place where everyone coming into the UK now has to quarantine in the hotel for two weeks or whatever. And they've put Dubai on that list now. It's a hot list country, so to speak. So I'm hoping they remove that by by then. Yes. <laughs> and it's meant to be in September time, so fingers crossed. Touch wood. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, we we talked briefly on on Lara Records and um yeah. I, I know that, you know, that's your imprint. Um, do you plan on having artists, you know, representing, you know, the brand as well? Uh, what, where do you see that going? Yeah, the plan is to get some artists under the label as well. Okay. Um, I mean, the initial aim was to, to, to launch myself as a producer. Mm-hmm. And the tracks I've released so far have been instrumental. So the next plan is to get some vocal records with some artists. Um, under the label and also some artists that want to release their own stuff under the label without my sort of producer influence gotcha. um, as well. So yeah, that's the plan. Um, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully God will allow it to come to fruition uh, going forward. So you're the, the, the CEO producer, you're, you're doing a one man 
One man, one hat, <laughs> one, for many hats. One huh? man, one hat. <laughs> <laughs> Try my best, yeah. Gotcha. Is, does it take a toll yeah. on you, or, or how are you managing? Uh, it's, managing. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of admin work, um, and um, eventually, I'm going to get. I need to get some help with it because it is. It is a lot, to be honest. Um, even just these three releases and doing all the the back end stuff that goes with a release is, is um, time-consuming, to yeah. be fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do, part of me does enjoy it, but, you know, long-term, if I am if I get a certain number of um, artists under the label and are releasing music regularly, I'm definitely going to need some help, for sure. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And who, who's, um, like, what is your main goal? Like, an artist you want to work with or who who's on your wish list? Oh, um, I'd really like to work with Whiskit. Um, he, I've met, I've met him a few times. I've DJed for him a few times as well. And and um, my producer friend Jules actually he made one of his records on his last album, um, which was great. By the and way. yeah, yeah, he's just he's such a humble guy as well, and his artistry is just. Um, it's just amazing. Um, he, yeah, he's someone that you know I'd really like to work with. I'd say that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Well, yeah, um, and Burner Boy as well. I like really like Burner Boy as well. Yeah, he's been killing it. He's been killing it lately, and the the acceptance over here in, in America is has been yeah off the chain. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's been a long time coming as well. You say it one, say it one more time. It's been a long time coming oh, for him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. To, to break America, to speak, uh, he's done really well. Do you think? Um, and I'm and I'm torn on on this next statement, but do you think you need to make it in America to be successful worldwide? Because, um, I mean, it definitely makes it easier. If you break America, if you're known in the States, like it, it has a big way in on the rest of the world, I would say. I mean, there they are people that are big in, you know, certain territories, but to be global, America definitely needs to be um, accomplished, gotcha. so to speak. Gotcha. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Because yeah, I was... It's it's crazy because the, the music that I would hear in the UK when I'm like, man, this is you know this is this is it, and mm. my friends would be like, I've never heard of this. I'm like, this is crazy. I, I yeah. hear it every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's in the club yeah. every weekend. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah. That's been- I mean, I suppose it, it depends what you define as making it. You know, everyone's level of success is different. I suppose. True, true, true. If you're getting a UK number one and unheard of in the US, you know that's you, you you know you could have made it in your your right mm-hmm. if you know what I mean and you know there's still a great level of success success because you know of all the all the endorsements and whatever else that that comes along with it and you know yes. yeah so you know, I'd say it's, it's 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 relative as it were. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, man, I ran through all my questions, man. Is there anything you want to let the audience know, my my? My U.S. counterparts, I mean, I'm listening, 
Anything you want to tell them? Um, yeah, I mean, check out check out my music if you when you get a chance. Um, it's Larizzle. Uh, just Google me and check out my Spotify page to hear my my releases. I'm also on Apple Music and all the other major streaming platforms. Um, it's all instrumental music, but it's you know, I'd say it's a it's a merger between sort of Afro house. I'm a piano, which is a, a type of South African house mixed with um you know uk funky house influence influences so yeah definitely check me out um at larizzle um larizzle official on instagram as well uh i am larizzle on twitter yeah i would really appreciate it no doubt man we're definitely going to link all your handles on the uh on the instagram and twitter and uh all my all my platforms i can to help you out uh, it's been a pleasure. I thank you for even accepting the invitation to come on to the show. No, <laughs> appreciate. No need so to much. thank me, man. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. For sure, for sure. As my boy Breed always says, keep going, keep going, man, and keep going to the top. I'm definitely gonna um, keep you. You know, like I said, I'm subscribed to everything, so I'm, I'm looking forward to all the new releases. And uh, thank you so much. When I get back to the UK, man, we need to toast toast one in the air for you, man. <laughs> for sure for sure let me know when you're down man yes sir yes sir thanks for listening to the mainline podcast be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to so you don't miss future shows follow us on ig and twitter for updates have a great week and we'll see you next time we out <laughs>